0: excited. We've been on a series um, the last few weeks Uh, and this series is tied into what we shared uh, on Vision Sunday and, and really what we've shared throughout the month of January about this coming year talking about the highways and byways and discussing what the highways and byways are and And uh, so we've done a lot of teaching along that. And the series that we started at the beginning of February was entitled, Let Us Pray. And um, the Bible's really clear about the first thing that you do on a daily basis or in your life is to pray, to really understand that, to really come into a, a, a greater revelation of what prayer really is. First and foremost, defining it for your own life, and then getting excited about praying. Not pray, Prayer not being something that we have to do, kind of a last-ditch effort when nothing else works, you know. I heard a story, somebody telling a story one time, I don't remember the whole story, but at the end of it, when things were going bad, it, you know, someone said, well, then we better pray, and then someone else said, has it come to that, you know. And it shouldn't. Prayer shouldn't be like that. Prayer should be something that we do first, because we believe in it. You know, and 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 again, and a few things here. I'm repeating myself on, but but I, I just want to say this again: that real prayer, when you define it, prayer is just communication and connection with God. It's not. Prayer is not just about a list of things or you know, a, a laboring of going through the motions of something. It's, it's communication, it's connection, like you do in developing a relationship with, with, with individuals. We're going to develop relationship with God through what He has said, you know. So when I find myself praying and declaring and, and, and speaking what God has already said is so, and it becomes a part of my life, there's a really strong relationship that begins to be developed with him as he's speaking to you. In in other words, if if the Word says, and not if, but it does, because the Word says that by his stripes I am healed, when I find myself in a situation where something has come against my physical body and I begin to go to God about it, what he's going to speak to me about in regards to, To health and healing is what His Word says. See, because because people that say, well, you know, I talked to God or God said this, but you can't line it up with His Word. What we believe as Christians, as as born-again Christians, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, I don't know everybody that's here today, but if you're here today and you're not a Christian, to believe in Christianity is to believe in this book and to believe everything that this book says from cover to cover, okay? So when I study this, the Bible says, study the Word to show yourself approved as a workman to God, ready to do what God says. As I study the Word day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, and it becomes a part of me. These are are God's words spoken to us, okay? And God's not going to say anything to you and I in the earth, it goes contrary to this. It just, it just, it's not that God doesn't have any more vocabulary than this, or He doesn't have any other ideas. I, I mean, probably in heaven, there's libraries full of volumes like this, but this is volume one, and this is all we need in planet Earth. At least, if you're going to believe the Bible, that's what we believe. Only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ, and He is the living Word. And so everything from Genesis to Revelation is speaking to us. So, true prayer is communicating with God based on what He has already said. So, if I come to God just, let's say, with a physical ailment or things in my body, He's going to talk to me about how to get well because He's already made me well see he's not gonna he's not gonna deliberate with me and and us go back and forth and argue about th- certain things if i'm going to talk to him and try to justify my position that goes contrary to his word he'll just sit there and let me talk because he has no he has no response to anything that goes contrary to his word and so Understanding prayer and making it a part of your life on a day-to-day basis is vital because it because he said 1 Timothy 2 and 1. We've used that kind of as our foundational scripture in this series. 1 Corinthians 2 and 1. Do we got it up there? Or what did I say? 1 Timothy 2 1. That's it. They already knew. <clears throat> Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. It's interesting, as he said, if you put prayer first, if you pray for people first, that that's the life we can live. Well, how many know when you look around in planet Earth? I mean, you know, you can be in denial, but I'm telling you, peaceable life is not going on on planet Earth right now. Just you know, restful and peaceful environment is not what's going on on planet earth but the world that you live in when you frame your world with the word of God and the word of God becomes final authority that settles everything in you 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 have the ability to live that life right there because it's his will for us to live that way so in the midst of other things going on all around you in your life you can live that way and that's why learning to pray first of all is so vitally important you and I need to understand why it needs to become something that is natural to us, not, not something that we have to labor to do. Prayer shouldn't be labor. I mean, I'm not saying when you start out and you're doing things and reading things and learning to develop this relationship that, that, it, that there's not times when it's difficult or demanding on you or you get frustrated with it or you get kind of tired. I mean, all, the, all that emotion is there. But what have you ever done in life that you didn't feel the same way. I can remember at seven years old going out for the first basketball team I ever played. You know? Man, I couldn't wait because, man, I've been shooting baskets in my backyard for, you know, as long as I was born, since I was born, shooting baskets. I was ready. Man, I was so excited about being on a team. And when the coach said, okay, you're going to run stairs... I go. Wait, wait. That's not basketball. What do you mean? Run stairs? Run lines? You know, lift weights? And no, no, no. Wait, wait. I want. I want to shoot. I want to win. I want to be shoot the winning basket. I want to be all this. I want to do this. No, no. no if you want to play on this team, you're going to do it this way. I'd go. I'd go home and complain, and you know, and you know, I cry because I'm tired and sore and whatever, you know. But over time. What happened? I realized that you can't last in a game and you're not gonna you're not gonna be any good for the team if, you know, five minutes in the game you're wore out and you need to get, you need to come out because you didn't do all the things that were required out of you. So, okay, I mean anything that you're gonna do and be successful at, you're gonna it's gonna take a lot of work, and there's gonna be times when you're tired and frustrated with it and everything else. Okay. And 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 why would this be any different? But it doesn't change it. And the more you become accustomed to it, and the more you realize it's not just about getting results on the second day when you've made four confessions, you know, and it's not just about you know making the winning shot or shooting a basket or doing whatever it is that you're that, that you're doing in the natural. It's not just about the end result. It's about everything in between, right? And it's about what we do day to day and how consistent we become to really understanding what prayer is and how it operates and the benefits that, that, that there are in it. Notice that he says in here in this verse, first of all, do what? Pray, Pray for who? For everybody. Think about, think about this. If, you're, if, you're, if your words that are coming out of your mouth are connected to what God has already said is so, then you won't find time to say anything negative about anybody else, right? So, so really what he's trying to do is getting us God conscious and word conscious and prayer conscious about the things that we say and declare over other people. The more you become accustomed to that, the less that you say things or find yourself in a trap saying things about other people because your words, if you're born again, your words have power and your, your words can either bind people up or they can loose people in the same way for ourselves. Either what we, The things that we say, actually there's a scripture that says that somewhere in, in uh, Matthew 12 and 30-something, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, in there it says, By your words are you justified, or by your words are you condemned? In other words, by your words are, do you loose things or loose people or loose situations, or by your words do you bind them up? Another scripture in, in, in the Proverbs says, Life and death are in the power of what we say. Life and death are in the power of what we say. In other words, in other words, life or destruction in this life are in the power of what we say. Things go and work toward the positive based on what we say in positive ways, or negative things always happen to us as a result of speaking negative things. And, and we need to understand that when we are learning to understand prayer. And prayer is not just one little thing, but prayer in, in, in its. You know, in its infant form is communication with God. So if we're in the prayer of intercession, if we're in the prayer of faith, if we're in the prayer of consecration, if we're in different prayers where we're praying for nations and countries, you know, if if we're warring against the enemy, you know, in, in different types of warfare prayers, all of it is, is in connection with what God has already said is so. Because if you're praying and declaring things that aren't according to the Word of God, we're not going to get the results that we were intended to get you know, from the Word of God. So my encouragement as we've gone through this series, and, and we're going to just look at, at the Lord's Prayer today, my encouragement to you is really learning to become confident in the person, the helper, the Holy Spirit that God has given you. If you're born again today, the Holy Spirit's inside of you, and He's there to reveal things, the right things, that you need to be speaking in given, at, at, in given times or given situations. And our ability to hear the voice of God about things we need to say specifically in specific situations, I believe is really key. There's another verse of Scripture that says a word in season will, will sustain a person's life or bring victory or healing or deliverance or manifestation when the right word at the right time is spoken. You know, there's this book from Genesis to Revelation full of a lot of word, and you can throw a bunch of verses of Scripture out there that really don't necessarily have the power that the right one will have in the given situation that we're in. And that's why we need to study the Word of God to make it a part of our lives. It's why we need to talk to God on a regular basis about His Word, and that's why we have to learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit to know the right things to say when we are declaring. It's vital. Amen? So today I want to, um, I want to look in, in Matthew chapter six. And we read this a little bit um, in our in our first the first Sunday that we taught on this message. Matthew chapter six. And we're going to start with verse five. the he- the headline in, in my bible over this verse is the model prayer it's it's a, it's an example of what prayer should be things that we should be aware of and 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 when i um i got born again got some revelation of the word for a number of years and i really kind of overlooked this prayer because i I saw it more of just something that you could that you get stuck in a rut because I thought that people I wasn't raised in church world, so when I got born again, I just started learning the word and I, I thought that people took this prayer and that's all they prayed and and in some groups of people I, that's what I saw where people they would pray this and recite this prayer and you know i'm and i'm not being critical of what other people do i just would think to myself it just seems kind of boring this prayer does and it seems like there's not enough in it if you're just going to pray this every time over every situation so i just kind of overlooked the lord's prayer for a long time and then uh and then i heard a guy named larry lee preach on on prayer back in the late 80s and uh and a lot that he taught on prayer just changed my whole thinking. And he taught on the Lord's Prayer. And he said, you know, this is, a, this is an example of how to pray. There are things in this prayer that should enhance the way we take the rest of Scripture and pray and declare and speak this. You know, So I want to look at just a couple things that, that have really helped me in the Lord's Prayer to help you to understand how to pray day to day. Verse uh, 5 of chapter 6. And when you pray, not if, but when, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. In other words, right there. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not, uh, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. Okay? <clears throat> so, there's three things I want you to see in this passage before we actually get into the prayer. Three things. So, you know, praying where people would see you. Most people don't, I mean, most people I know wouldn't want to pray where people would see them anyway. They'd be too, you know, maybe embarrassed or, or whatever, too conscious of what other people think. So I don't think that's a huge deal today. You know, but this next, in verse 6 it says, But when you pray, go into your room, and when you shut your door pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And And I think the, one of the keys to understanding prayer is that secret place. And that secret place is not like a room, you know, where you just go into a closet somewhere and you have to pray and it's uncomfortable and You know, you you get tired and you fall asleep and those kind of things. But that room can be anywhere where you're connected with God that enhances your ability to hear because that secret place is a place spiritually that we go to to connect with God to get the things that we need. I'm I'm telling you, it's in that place, in that secret place, where you can truly hear what God wants you to know. I I mean, there are times when I've tapped into that secret place and I know that I know that I know that I know because when you're in that secret place and the more you find that secret place you know that what you're saying is working and you get results then there's times when it just doesn't seem like you've tapped that but many times when I don't feel like I've connected with God in that secret place it's because I'm too busy and my mind's thinking and doing too many other things. So in other words, it doesn't matter if that room with the door, shut the door behind you. It doesn't matter if that room is your backyard. It doesn't matter. You, you might be on a motorcycle riding somewhere for a long period of time, and, and on that ride, you're in that secret place because you're connecting with God. It doesn't matter where you're at. You understand? where you're at, but find that place where you can go to and shut yourself off from everything else and everybody else and, and know that you're able to hear God. And you have to practice that, you know? First time I ever did that, it didn't make any sense. People tell me to do something like that, but it didn't make natural sense because I was looking for something. Well, it's not out here that I'm looking. It's on the inside. And and when, when I just, t- today some of the some of the ways and there's different places that I'll do that in but some sometimes what I'll do is I'll even I'll be here on on certain days or evenings or whatever and I'll sit in my office in my chair and just have nothing and just sit and not say anything not pray not even pray in the spirit just sit and listen and you know So, once you get past the quietness, and this is a metal building, so it creaks. You know, once you get past that stuff, it's like, I'm not. You know, I'll just say, Lord, I just thank you right now, just to speak to me. That I have a situation, and I just ask you to speak to me. And it's times like that when I, something will just come to me, but what comes to me, what will come to me is is the result of what I've invested. See, the Holy Spirit reveals truth. He doesn't reveal air, He doesn't reveal knowledge of the last movie I watched. You you understand? He reveals to me this. So I got to study this. So I got it in here, so he can speak to me, and he really speaks to me. And I I, don't—not one time have I ever heard God speak to me with an audible voice ever. I know people that have, but I've never. He's never spoke to me in an audible voice. A couple of times it was close, but it really—if to be honest—it wasn't an audible voice. So the voice that's being spoken, that voice is a still small voice that the Bible talks about, that is speaking to me a right now word. For the situation that I need all the money in the world you can't buy that and you know what actually it's free you just got to find the room shut the door and listen and tap into and begin to be familiar with that secret place because in that secret place that's where he talks notice notice these other two things before we look at the Lord's Prayer And when you pray, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard by their many words, and you won't. It's not how much we say to God, but it's how much we learn to listen to what He's saying to us. That's the key. Uh, I can tell you the day that my whole life changed, the day my whole life changed when I took the time to really hear God, and everything progressed from there. My whole life changed that day because I really heard God speak to me. So you just have to go do it. You say, "Well, you mean I just need to go find a place and just sit there and listen?" Yeah. You know, make sure nobody's around so they don't think you're nuts or whatever. But just go, go, go find a secret place and just sit there and be quiet. Get past the stuff. You may get sleepy sitting there. I mean, I'm not talking about for five hours. Just go somewhere for thirty minutes. I mean, what do we do for thirty minutes? I mean, there's all kinds of things you do for 30 minutes. You can sit and listen for 30 minutes, I promise you. Find some place, sit and listen. And if you've been studying the Word and you've put any kind of Word on the inside of you, God will take, I mean, God, if you give Him 30 minutes, it's amazing what He'll find on the inside of you to reveal to you. <laughs> May have been a scripture that somebody taught you in Sunday school when you're five years old. But if there's some Scripture in you that you know at all, God will come and reveal His truth to you through those verses of Scripture. It's amazing the way He does it. But it's all about connecting with Him so that we can learn that life is about first of all praying and then doing everything else. Not do everything else and then, oh my gosh, does it come to this. We don't want to live that way nor believe that. Amen? Amen. And you know, in 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 our in our church in this body, um, we we've got I believe one of the strongest prayer ministries in in this church. Sarah is our head of our prayer ministry. Her and Lea are y'all stand real quick, just stand right there. <coughs> They're heart, head of our prayer ministry. So so we pray for the nations, and when we have individual prayer needs, Brian and Sandra head of our prayer ministry do you guys stand and Dale and Isabel are part with them to support this you guys stand up so if you have a personal prayer need in our body you can go to our website and give what that prayer need is or you can call the church and it'll be sent to them and all these people get in contact with them with those prayer needs and then they're sent to Becky and I to where we know what's going on but if you have something going on in your life and you you'll present that i mean you know sometimes people think that we and maybe we should maybe we're not hearing god enough maybe we should know what the need is with even when people don't bring it up but a lot of times we don't but if you submit something and we know it they pray and not only do they pray but these two couples get together on personal prayer needs on a monthly basis and pray over every prayer need that has come into the church because we believe first of all if you'll pray things can happen i mean believe that today amen I mean, and, and, and we appreciate, give all these people a hand for what they do for us, amen? <clears throat> we appreciate all that they do. They've done it for a long time, and it's been effective, and it continues to be effective because we believe in praying, in that, as that First Timothy 2 said, praying for all men, and especially for those who are in authority, you know, and those of the faith, you know, praying for them, but for all people you know, and, and, you know, you just get to a place where people that you don't like, you know, politically, you know, you you might be left side, right side, middle side, middle, middle, you know, whatever, (laughs) this side, that side in the middle, wherever, and, and you may not, you know, you may be all steamed and, you know, worked up about somebody that you don't like in the political realm or whatever, but just think about what you can do, to pray for that person even when you think they think so you don't know them personally most of you we don't know these people personally but we take what everybody else says you know the bible says don't do that either we take what what the news media tells us and so we believe the worst in the people that aren't on our side you know you know there's there's a, there's only there's only two sides in the kingdom there's only two sides really there's only one god created us all but in but in Christianity, in the kingdom of God, there's two sides. There's the saved and the unsaved. It's not the Democrats or the Republicans or the Baptist or the Methodist or this or that or whatever. It's not, it's not about denominations and separation. You know? You either born again in this life or you're not. And that's the way God looks at it. But if you're not, then you're prime candidate to be born again. Because he said he didn't desire for one to perish but everybody to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. That's the heart of God. The heart of God is not for any human being ever to end up in hell. Hell was created for the devil and his demons, what the Bible says. Okay? It was not created for mankind. It was created for devils and demons. So he doesn't desire that one perish, but all come to the saving knowledge. That's the heart of God. See, And, and how will that happen if we don't pray? Right, We read those scriptures about the, praying the Lord of the harvest, praying to the Lord about the harvest that is out there. The harvest is ripe and ready. And what's lacking are the labors to be in the harvest and to be connected to God and live a life of prayer where we pray for all people and believe the best and we begin to see the results. See, And, and, and the harvest is ripe and ready right now for you. And that's why we're here. But we have to know how to pray. Because if we don't, you go out there to try to bring in the harvest. And, and what's going to happen is the harvest can going to be ugly to you. Hmm? harvest going to slap you and kick you and talk ugly about you and do all kinds of ugly things. And if you don't know how to pray, then that's going to get the best of you and you're going to forget the harvest. Amen? I'm going to take care of myself. And it's easy to do that. So, verse 9. No, I didn't finish with the three things. Verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. Think about that. That's how beneficial it is to spend. That's why it's so beneficial to spend time with God and connect to the secret place. Because He already knows what you have need of. What does that mean? If He's a good Father and He knows you have need of certain things, He's not going to meet your needs. No, He's already met your needs. We just have to learn how to tap into those needs being met through Him, and the only way you can do that is to get it from Him. That's why we have to hear Him. That's why we have to understand prayer and how to connect with Him in that secret place and to walk it out day to day. Amen? So let's just quickly look at the Lord's Prayer as we kind of bring this message to a close today. He said, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or separated or holy is your name. Okay? <clears throat> it's a great way to start any prayer out. Father, Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you today that you're, that you're real. Lord, I thank you that you're holy and I, I just bless your holy name. I thank you for your goodness. I mean, you don't have to go into a prayer with all that, but I tell you what, the more you start talking about how awesome and holy and separated that God is, and how really He is, and how He knows what I need before I even ask Him, how powerful that He is, I mean, sometimes you want to stay in that place of just thanking Him for His greatness. Lord, I just thank You for how awesome You are. I, I, I tell you, you'll never go wrong with starting every prayer that you ever have out with that. Right. Ever. You'll never go wrong. So see, this is in this manner, after this model of praying, this is the way we should do. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I could spend for the next probably three hours talking just about that one verse. Your kingdom. What's, what's God's kingdom? It's his kingdom is his domain, it's his way of thinking and doing. So that his kingdom, he said. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the will of God is the word of God. So, you know, I just don't know what the will of God. This is the will of God. Yeah, yeah, but I mean about this specific thing. Find it in here. See, and when you find it in here, and you're facing something that looks contrary to what His will says. That's where when you go to the secret place and you get it revealed to your heart that God shows you what to say and what to do and how to walk it out. See, it's not just, it's never. It's never just, I get a verse of scripture, I speak it and the thing changes. It's never that. Why? Why? Too easy. <laughs> See, and if you read Genesis to Revelation, you find out that nothing is easy in God. Right? But what there is, and what we find through Genesis from Genesis to Revelation, in every single person that was mentioned in Scripture that went through things, we find a journey to the answer. Amen. Every single time. That's why I've got to connect with the secret place, I've got to know how to hear his voice, but i got to know what his will is. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. So I'm going to ask you about six or eight different questions about what that have to do with his will. Okay, I found out in the scripture that, that his will is healing and health. Is there sickness in heaven is my question to you. Not according to what the scripture shows us. Okay, So his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. So, so there's a journey to divine healing and health. There's a journey. We learn to hear him. We learn to speak the word. We learn to develop that revelation of what it is. And it becomes a part of us. Listen to me. It becomes a part of us from one faith experience to the next one and to the next one and to the next one. Yeah, well, Pastor, I I prayed those scriptures and nothing and and, and didn't change, and, and I had to do this, or I had to have this done to me, or I had to take this, or whatever. Okay? So you keep doing it and you keep thanking God for what he says is so. You do the things you need to do in the natural, but you continue to get greater revelation about the fact that by his stripes we are healed okay see see I the, the problem is after 37 plus years what did I say 38 yeah 38 coming up 38 years I just can't get away from when he gives me something absolutely I can't say that my circumstances are going to change his absolutes see So if his absolute says, by his stripes I'm healed, then where I haven't seen those things manifested all the time, what I'm doing is I'm getting closer and closer and closer from one faith experience to the next that I find myself walking out. See, that way we never back up, we keep moving forward. When we don't always get the results that maybe, well, you know, so-and-so prayed and they got that, well, because that's where their faith journey was in that situation. But maybe you didn't hear about the 48 other faith journeys they had where it was like journey after journey and situation and doctor's office and hospital and this thing and all all these other things that they had to walk through. But they kept putting the word in that and they kept connecting to the secret place and they got stronger in their revelation and understanding. And then one day they prayed and bam, it was like it just happened. Why? Because their belief system had gone to a level that it had never been before. And that's what God's building in you and I. And he's building it in us right now. That that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So, We get to spend the rest of our time on planet earth, whether whether you're here for another 10 years uh, uh, on planet earth, or you're here for another 75, 80, 90, 100 years on planet earth, whatever. However long you live here, you get to learn the will and, and get more connected to what the will of God is and get more connected to what He would say in a given situation than what things look like or appear to be. That is what I just shared with you right there. That is the hope of the world. we got all the songs about love is this and love is that, and it is because God is love. But if we don't understand this kind of love and we don't understand this thing on the inside of us, it will never change anything. Because people will constantly still be looking at and blaming the people that didn't love. But you didn't love. Well, how do you know? Well, because the news said you didn't. Hmm? And this color hates that color. How do you know that? Because the news said that. You know? Or the, the, you know, this group of people over here, they, they don't agree with this group of people. You know? I mean, you know, I usually vote one way. You know? I usually vote one certain party or I have most of my life. But I know other people in the other other party on the other side that I agree with on a lot of issues. And and, and it's the same way in Christianity, like in in denominations. I mean, I've always been a non-denominational pastor, but some of my best relationships have been with denominational pastors. Because it's amazing how many things we agree on. I have an uncle that's a retired Episcopal bishop. And, you know, in my early years, you know, the the non-denominational bunch didn't like the Episcopal church. I don't know why, but we just didn't like them. Okay. We didn't like the Mormons. We didn't like the Jehovah Witnesses. We didn't like none of those people. We didn't like them. Why? I don't know. We just don't. Okay. you know. So you just figure you just don't like those people. Well, I had, to search, I had to research, and I had to go find out. What I found out was we all believed a lot of the same, similar things, and where we didn't believe, that's where you just have to stand up for what you believe. I don't mean with a, with a machete in your hand, you know, Just just this is what I believe, okay? You don't have to attack them. You don't have to attack people that don't believe that, you know? I mean, i just tell you this. You can attack the Jehovah Witness and the Mormons all day long, but, but those people are out in the highways and the byways, and they're winning them. You know? I don't know what they're winning them to, but they're winning them. You, you understand? I mean, they're hammering the streets, and they're getting people everywhere. They don't be hammering and being against all that kind of stuff and saying they're this and all, all that until you sit down with them and you find out things about them. Some, man, I had some... some awesome time with with all those different people at different times and and it's amazing how pure their heart were and you know what because I didn't rebuke them well I I did rebuke a few of them so (laughs) I was still in the early stages of in my rebuking place but but what I found out was when we came to the place where we disagreed they listened to me they listened to me and you know what that's exactly right I sowed seed into their life. I didn't see the fruit that day, but one sows, one plants, and God brings the increase. See, so if they don't believe in salvation the way that I believe in salvation, which they don't, okay, that doesn't change the fact that they were created in the image of God. You understand? And and they're just like anybody else. If they're not a believer the way I am a believer, see, you can't force this. You cannot force... Our stance as Christians about how we believe, how we are born again, you can't force that on people that don't believe that way. It's the kindness of God that draws a man to a place of repentance and dealing with their own life. Listen, if it's working in me and it's not working in them, and we have communication and we have relationship, and it comes to the point where they say, yeah, but we don't believe in the blood, Really? How can, and, and, and I was in a conversation like that. So I'm talking to these two guys in their white shirts and their ties in 100-degree weather in McAllen, Texas, sweating down on bicycles. And I talked to these two guys, and I said, and you don't believe in the blood? Huh. Can I explain to you how, what I believe about it? Yeah. So for an hour, we talked about the blood. Those two guys are saved today. I know they are. I don't know where they're at, but I know that the experience I had with them about the blood of Jesus and what he did and what separated from him and every other human being that ever lived on the planet, I'm telling you, those guys are saved. They may not be saved today. Before they leave this planet, they're going to be saved because I prayed that when they left. Lord, I thank you that that word will not return void but accomplish what it was set out to accomplish. Come on, give God praise for that. huh? That really happened. And I believe that there's been, I believe those guys are saved today or will be before they leave here, see? So that's why we have to know that secret place and that's why we have to know how to pray. Did my prayers for those two guys work? Yes. I don't have to see it. I know it because the Word says so. The words that I shared with him, like Brian said, there is seed in the ground and they produced. I don't have to hate those people. I don't have to hate the opposite political group that, that, that's opposite side of the, the way that I don't have to hate those people they're creating the image of God there's a lot of things we agree on and somebody out there's tried to get everybody divided about the things that we don't agree on you know what let's agree to disagree and just love everybody right. well pastor I, I just don't know if that can be done okay when you learn how to pray it, it is when you learn how to pray that's, it, it'll work that way when you learn how to pray Kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop that, and we'll pick. We're gonna end the series next when, next uh, Sunday, and we'll finish this out with a couple of the things that I'll share. But um, let me end this with I had a verse I was gonna read. I'm going to end with the, in James 5 and verse 13. I want to tie what I just said with this verse. <clears throat> James 5:13. "Is anyone among you suffering? it's a question and the next three words are let him pray let him pray if anybody among you is suffering let him pray if anybody is tormented if anybody is tribulating like the word a word that the scripture uses if anybody is going through something difficult, if anybody is facing something where it appears that they don't have answers for, if anybody is dealing with something that seems to be bigger than God, let him or her pray. And the model prayer that we just read that we pray that his will, that his kingdom come, but that his will be done in my situation right now. That his will be accomplished. And that's where you, you have to, you have to have, I mean, just just envision that there is a little room right here. And you all are in here and we're talking about this. But uh, I'm going to go into my room and close the door. And instead of praying and doing things and trying to figure it out. see, See, a lot of times when we have those situations, instead of praying, what we do is we go get other opinions. Hey, you know this this thing has happened, and, and I, I don't know. I'm not sure. What, what, what do you think? The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a person, but the end is not right. It leads to all kinds of stuff. Well, what do you think? Well, that's not what I wanted to hear. What do you think? Hmm? Well, well what, what do you guys think? Huh? huh? Well, 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 yeah. So I'm looking for some. I'm looking for something that's going to make me feel like what I'm going through is going to be okay, and and it is okay. But I'm looking for it in in all the wrong places. First of all, pray. I'm not saying we can't go to people. We need each other. We need connection to each other. It's vital that we have it. But first, we've got to learn to pray and connect with God. Because because many times, it works this way. You may go to prayer about your physical body, and God will send you to the doctor. We'll talk about that at another time. But many times God will send us where we're at in our journey because God knows you better than you know yourself. You see? Well, you know, I I can't tell anybody I went to the doctor because then they won't think I'm in faith. No, see, that's the farthest thing from the truth. No, no, no. See, that diminishes your faith because now you're in fear that something is not going to happen. Thank God for doctors in the medical industry. I just spent time in two hospitals last week with family members of mine, and man, I was so thankful for all those people. We had prayed all those people in to be there ministering in surgery on my sister and taking care of my mom and all, all, all those kind of things, and we prayed all the right people in, that all the right people would be there for them. and, and It was amazing all the good things that happened in that experience in the hospital, okay? But, that, but we, don't, we don't just camp out there each and every time. We don't just camp out there. We go to the secret place to hear from God about what we're to do. I can't tell you how many different times in the secret place God told me, you stand and you don't tell nobody. But when God tells you that, it produces. You see, he's not telling you that and you're about to freak out. Oh, I heard pastor say he didn't tell anybody. Now I can't tell him. No, 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 no. See, that's where, that's where we go to the wrong source. Yeah, You hear, you can glean, you can, that helps you to grow when you hear other people do something that stretches you and causes you, but you still have to hear for yourself about what's right for you. And that's the relationship that we have with God that I'm telling you, no devil, demon, and hell can steal from us. Remember Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives but the peace that's been tested and tried that I give to you. Amen? Glory to Jesus.